This is a Dude Studios production. And hey, I'm the Dude. Welcome back to Hey Bartender Podcast, people. I am your bartender for the evening. I am the dude. Or you can call me Anthony. That works, too. I uh, just wanted to get on here and say, how y'all doing? Uh, if you want, Remember, if you want anything to do with Hey Bartender Podcast, you want to share a drink, a recipe, or you even want to be on the show, whether you're playing music or you just want to talk about your night as a bartender, email me, dude, at heybartenderpodcast.com. We all need to get those stories out there and... Now, a lot of our stories are unique and fun, and hell, why not? What what do any of us have to do right now? It is April 16th, I think. I don't know. I've been on TikTok for the last two days. Uh, And uh, bored to tears. I'm sure some of you out there are bored to tears, too. And, you know, it's just been a really long time since we had anything to do. We haven't been able to get out of our houses to do basically anything because every store no matter the square footage is only allowing 50 people in at once and you know some of those stores that I've gone to in the last week they uh, there's really no reason to put that sign up because they never have that many people in there but you know they should probably base that on square footage nah never mind Uh, what do we got to do first here people the drink special yeah let's get on the drink special this drinks, uh, this week's drink special, I uh, picked up on missing the kitchen, mostly because I've been hearing about all these people drinking wine. It's wine time, you know, and you know they're just sitting around. And even Barb talked about it when she was on the show a couple weeks ago, and so I decided, why not? Let's look up a groovy wine cocktail. Now I pulled this off missinthekitchen.com. Uh, this is called a stra- strawberry wine punch. Um, missingthekitchen.com says if you love a strawberry daiquiri you will definitely want to give this easy strawberry wine cocktail a try it is sure to be a hit of any party or get together now uh, the ingredients on here are pretty clear but unfortunately the how much to put in is not clear because this per- person is basically making a picture so if you're into trying this maybe mix and match try a little bit uh uh you know, put it all into a big glass pitcher and just see where it fun, uh, where the fun goes. Uh, but the ingredients for this uh, strawberry wine punch is Moscato wine, strawberry daiquiri mix, Sprite, and fresh strawberries for garnish. Probably leave those strawberries inside the drink, and probably that'll get you uh, get you going by the end of the drink. Woo! Um, but uh, yeah, according to this. I mean, it doesn't really give you portions on how to, uh, what to put in. Uh, you know, some of you websites out there, uh, give me some uh, directions here. I want details. Otherwise, people are just going to pour in the whole bottle of wine, pour in the strawberry daiquiri, forget about the strawberry daiquiri, and just drink the wine. And uh, try to remember where they put the Sprite by the end of that drink. But anyway, special wine cocktail for you guys uh, this episode. Oh, boy, uh, that cre- uh, the creation of trying to find that drink really went down the tubes for this show, didn't it, people? But 
nonetheless, I am still here for you guys. I hope you guys are trying your hardest to stay sane during this quarantine. If you get on social media, you can see people are having a real hard time with that. But being a little insane from time to time, that can be fun. I mean, not Joker insane, but, you know, just having uh, being able to do whatever you want to do just for a little bit. This is our chance to uh, break away from society because we're not allowed near society. Yeesh. I mean, there's a lot of people that I've seen on social media in the last couple of days that are very desperate for human contact. And, you know, I would like to be able to stand up and announce that I'm one of them. But, unfortunately, I'm an introverted bartender. And I'll talk to you, but I'm too shy to really get into anything and get annoyed fairly quickly by whatever you have to say. And, well, no, I'm not that bad, but close. And, but, you know, when people get getting on social media, well, I'm, like I said, I, I fell down the, I fell down the hole of TikTok. I'm sorry, people. I, yeah, I'm 43. I'm single. I, and I'm straight and I'm an introvert. Yeah, I'm going to be, I'm going to find my way onto TikTok eventually. And let me tell you a lot of gorgeous women on there that I'll, I, in the normal everyday world, I could never talk to. <laughs> wow. Anyway, I, that's not an advertisement for TikTok. If you uh, enjoy your social life, if you uh, actually can talk to people, I suggest you stay off TikTok. But if you're an introvert like me, it's a great way to kill time while you're on the toilet. Eh, but a lot of uh, people basically just throwing themselves out there. And I'm like, what are you doing? I mean, uh, if this weren't... If this quarantine thing weren't happening, you wouldn't do that. You'd be going to bars and telling other people, yeah, you wish. And, uh, you know, that's that's just the way I remember it uh, when there wasn't a quarantine going on. Uh, when I, You know, whether I was bartending or whether I was just a customer and... Uh, I'd always, maybe, maybe it had something to do with how I said it. Maybe it had something to do with how I dress. I don't know. And cause none of my girls that are friends would ever tell me what I was doing wrong. They'd always call me a catch. And I, but for some reason, every time I got thrown out there, I always hit the ground. I don't even know. Uh, but you know, when I try to talk to somebody, and, you know, some of them friendly, they try to hold a conversation, but then all of a sudden, listen, I got to get to my back to my friends. I'll talk. Uh, uh, thanks for talking. And um, well, that girl mostly just wanted a cigarette from me. And so she felt almost obligated to have a conversation with me while she had the cigarette. Didn't mind. She was pretty, but, uh, that's a story a long time ago, but, uh, you know, when it came to situations like that, I was always very protective of all my coworkers and my favorite customers, my coworkers more than my customers. Now, like I said, I'm an introvert and I don't have a clue when women are hitting, hitting on me. I don't have a clue when I'm, you know, getting that, getting messages sent to me. People say if she flips her hair or if she looks, uh, flips her hair, looks up, then looks down. Or if she can't stop giggling at you, uh, uh, those are all signs. No, that wasn't always the case. And besides, uh, I was also one of the few guys in this world who absolutely has always stood on uh, 
that really tough to stand on ground where if the girl is already in a relationship, I don't mess with her. Uh, you know, I can be friendly to her. I can uh, joke with her. I can laugh with her, but hit on her uh, or ask her out any kind of relationship. Uh, that was a no, no. I, I never did that. I was always very respectful to the girl's boyfriend, no matter how big of a schmuck he was. But when it came to my coworkers, if they were single, um, I was always pretty protective of them. I, like I said, I don't use pickup lines. I don't, I don't know how. Uh, so that's the reason why I don't give any advice on women guys, because I don't know shit. And, but when it came to any of my coworkers, where they were married, where they were single, I was always pretty protective of them because I didn't want to see them hurt. I didn't want to see them, uh, you know, see their lives get messed up. Didn't want to see them quit because they were so embarrassed over something. And here's my best example. The first time where I realized that I was very protective of my coworkers, I, there was this one girl, uh, truth being told, I had met her some years previous. She and I worked at a McDonald's together. Uh, her name was Aaron. I'm not going to say her last name, even though she probably doesn't even go by that name anymore. Um, she and I were good friends when I worked at McDonald's, but like I said, she had a boyfriend. I kept a respectful distance from her, uh, emotionally and physically and all that stuff, but we were always good friends. We'd always joke around, laugh, and, uh, there, we had a bit of a falling out uh, because I was overly concerned about uh, what was going on in her personal life. It, I should never have, uh, uh, I should never have intervened, but it was her personal life. I should have stayed out of it. Uh, we had a bit of falling out. I moved to Seattle for a couple of years, and then I came back and started bartending uh, in Wilsonville, Oregon. All of a sudden, I see her walking. Uh, walking through a parking lot, and I got excited, jumped out of my car, and said, Aaron. And she goes, oh, my God. Yeah, Anthony, McDonald's, yeah. And so we started talking, and she goes, well, I just moved into town, and I need a job. And I said, Psh, come here. And so I took her over to the, uh, to the bar where I worked, and I said, straight to my manager's face, said, hi, she needs a job. And they said, well, uh, fill out the application. And uh, within a couple of days, she had a job already. And... She, uh, we started, uh, we started talking again, uh, getting similar shifts. So we started joking around once again, different boyfriend kept a very respectful distance from her, uh, physically and emotionally. And, uh, but the bar customers, not so much, you know, cause, uh, let's face it people. I mean, when, um, a new person walks into that bar, whether it be man or woman, s- most of the time. The customers look at them and go, get that, get that mentality where they go, fresh meat. And then they start hitting on them. They start, you know, hey, babe, how you doing? What, uh, what's your sign? You know, all that Hello, stupid crap. And uh, so I was very protective of her. And I was just like, uh, one guy was just like, wow, the uh, new server's really cute. And I, yeah, I said, yeah, yeah, she is. And he goes, is she Italian? And I said, you know, I never thought to ask. And uh, he's like, oh, I love me Italian women. And he starts uh, talking 
derogatory about her. And I was just like, well, she's got a boyfriend quickly threw that out there. And, uh, he, uh, that guy kept his distance, but, uh, majority of the time, a lot of the, uh, uh, people, you know, they'd just see a new server and then just go, <laughs> and that's really creepy at the customers. But I was always quick to uh, protect my servers, even though the uh, girls that I worked with when I was a bartender, stronger than nails, they didn't need my protection, but they got it anyway. Uh, you know, what can I say? I mean, Shannon, when she was working with me, uh, we worked together for over a year and there's this just one guy that just all of a sudden for his first time in the bar, we had never seen him before. And Shannon and I worked a lot of shifts together. We, and we, we never seen him. And all of a sudden that second, when he ordered his first beer from her, he decided he was in love. And so, uh, he kept coming up to me going, uh, is she in a relationship? And I said, you know, I'm not sure right now. Uh, uh you know, cause it's really none of his business. And if, even if I didn't know, I don't know how she would act about it. And, uh, he's like, well, you tell her I love her. And I, I said, um, sure. And I then, but of course I didn't say it in that way. I went over to her and I said, okay, that guy's overly fascinated with you. It's up to you whether you like the, uh, like the dirty sun wrinkled, uh, blue collar looking guy, uh, over overly skinny blue collar looking guy. Um, but uh, just giving you giving you a heads up. She's oh god no, because uh, Shannon had standards. Yeah, uh, uh, but oh, that was awful to say about Shannon. Uh, sh- Shannon. Oh well, all women have standards. Yeah, you know, I'll leave that in just because women you should have standards. Uh, don't just go for any old guy that you happen to see, because uh, you'll end up getting your heart broken. They'll get their heart broken, and all of it. Uh, uh, or guys. Same thing. If you have a standard, I say stick with it. Don't just go home with just anybody because somebody's going to end up getting hurt. That's, well, that's probably the only bartender uh, relationship advice I can give you on that sort of thing. But uh, back to uh, me trying to help out or protect my servers. It was a lot of stuff of trying to protect them from customers. That was uh, the big thing. Uh, of course, Every once in a while, I'd work with that one server that go, what's the story with that guy or uh, that girl? And I really wouldn't give them the big lowdown. I wouldn't give them a warning. I'd just say, uh, they're okay, or I don't really know so much. Uh, and, uh, you know, I'd try to be fair, at least, because people can change when it, uh, when in the type of relationship, especially in a bar. Uh, it's like that guy I once, uh, talked to you about, uh, this guy, he was really, really interested in a server and, uh, she was not interested. And he all of a sudden started asking Shannon, uh, okay, I'm, I really, really like her. Can you please tell me what I can do to get her to go out with me? And Shannon's advice to him was ask her out when you're sober. Uh, that, that was a, you know, huge piece of advice for a guy that loved to drink his Budweiser. And, uh, you know, that, uh, and we didn't know much about the guy except that he loved his Budweiser and we had never seen him completely 100% sober. And 
so, you know, he would maybe get one or two drinks out of us and then we'd cut him off and then he'd go home. But he really, really was in love with uh, that server. And so we just said, ask, ask her out when you're sober and then maybe she'll go out with you. And of course, uh, Shannon being the kind, kind hearted soul that she was, she is, um, uh, kind hearted soul that she is. She put in a word for him, say, uh, saying he really likes you. He's going to try to ask you out, but we told him try to ask you out when he, uh, when he's sober. And I, you know, I saw them the night that they went out together. I pretty sure it was only one date and it was probably a pity date. Yeah. Most likely a pity date. So I don't think I ever saw them together ever again after that. But, uh, you know, like I said, uh, uh, we bartenders try to look out for their servers and their customers. Because uh, there were a lot of times where guys would uh, walk up to me and go, hey, what's the story with that girl? And then I look at that guy and remember all the stuff that he did to the women and uh, in the past in my bar and I wouldn't tell him, nah, stay away from her. She's crazy. No, I would never do that to a girl. But, uh, I, I was like, I don't know, go ask her. That, that was my, my whole thing. Cause usually I didn't talk to the, uh, talk to the girls all that much cause they were there with their friends and they'd be, uh, excited to go over and shoot pool. Cause the bar that I worked at, uh, had four pool tables at this point in time in my career. So they had to get to the pool table as fast as they could. Other times, uh, there were, uh, there were times, one story that I can remember was, uh, I thought I chucked myself self on the shoulder, uh, because I thought I was really clever the way I figured this out. Uh, the server that was working with me one night, he, he, he was a dog. I mean, that's, that's what I called him. Uh, he ended up getting a server position. He started out as a bouncer for us. And he ended up getting a server position. I'm not sure how. Maybe the uh, owner, maybe the owner wanted to screw him or something. That that is entirely possible. But uh, he's he said, you know that girl. I had two girls sitting uh, next to my well, and he taps me on the shoulder and he goes, you know that uh, girl on the left next uh, over there. And I said, yeah. And he goes, will you find out if she's married? And I said, why? And he he goes, I. Th- think I know her I'm not sure and I thought well we'll give it a shot let's see this is where the uh, this is before the time where I was just flat out uh, flat out honest about anything that I said I uh, walked over because uh, the older me now would have just said hey this guy wants to know if you're married uh, and embarrassed the hell out of her embarrassed the hell out of him but at the time I thought I was pretty slick. So I walked over and so I talked to him, Hey, how's your night going? And they, Oh, we're having a good time. And so I said, start, we start talking about drinks and I got her to talk about, uh, the drink called cement mixer. And, uh, every, uh I know there are bartenders and servers out there right now that are laughing or retching right now because they know what a cement mixer is. For those of you who don't know, cement mixer is a very evil joke bartenders can play on their customers it's a shot of lime uh lime juice with a shot of baileys you uh take the lime juice don't swallow it take the baileys swish it around in your mouth and then the baileys congeals 
and you just got a big chunk you know, of nasty shit in your mouth. It's hilarious to watch people go through it. But she starts talk, the girl starts talking about uh, doing cement mixers, and she starts making the motions like she's, she's doing shots, and immediately I got to look at her hand. So that's how I found out she wasn't married. I don't think he made any advance towards her. Uh, I don't remember how that night ended up, but uh, I think they, uh, it's tough to say. I think they maybe just stopped in for one or two and then left. And, but they were pretty girls sitting at the bar and I just, all I did was just walk over. No, she's not married. And he's just like, Hey, good to know. But we never saw them again. Pretty sure at least. Uh, I never got to the point where I saw a girl with a particular guy that I knew had bad stories about him circulating. And I never walked over to her saying, what the hell are you thinking going out with that guy? I mean, there's this one dude that there was a rumor going around town that he actually, uh, he took one of our regular customers home. And when she woke up the next morning, she noticed that the crotch was cut out of her pants. And when this story hit me, I was just like, what? Cut? Just the, what? And uh, this, I, I, my mind was, what, what the hell? What kind of sick dude? Are you okay? Do I, do you need to call somebody? And she's like, no, no, I'm fine. But I guess before I woke up, he decided to cut the crotch out of my pants. And I said, are you sure it wasn't an accident in the middle of the night? She goes, shut up, Anthony. And I'm like, okay, sis, sorry, sorry, sorry. And we, uh, so that rumor spread around town like wildfire. I never said a word one about it ever. And, uh, he eventually, the rumor, uh, got, to, uh, got back to him. He still came into the bar from time to time. And the, there were people that would walk up to him and say, dude, you are a sick fuck. Well, totally uncool, man. And he's sitting there going, what, what happened? And, uh, he would hit on or start talking, I should say to girls that were in his vicinity. Did I jump over and say, Hey, no, that guy is a psycho. I probably could have, but once again, not my life. I pro if something were to happen to one of those girls, I would uh, feel ultimately horrible about it, but you know, it's their decision and I can't be uh, flying in like Superman all the time. I'm just not that kind of guy to try to interrupt into somebody else's life. And it would make me look like a jealous guy. And you know, truthfully, most of the girls that used to come into my bar, hell, hell I'd date them in a second, but uh, you know, and it went, and it went both ways. I mean, uh, the guys would ultimately come up to me and say, hey, what's her story? Now, I wouldn't say anything bad about her. You know, I'd usually just encourage my customers to go over and talk to the people. That's why you're here is to be social, isn't it? And they say, hey, what's the story with that girl? Now, I could have said um, she's incredibly smart. She uh, has a master's degree, but... Uh, if you break her heart, you will fi uh, find a pile of your clothes on fire. I could have said that, but no, I'm not going to do that. Uh, you know, because hell, let's face it. Part of uh, part of being in a relationship is uh, worrying about moments like that, isn't it? Kind of exciting, if you ask me. <laughs> I could. It was tough for me 
to give advice or uh, should you talk to that person? Shouldn't you talk to this? Uh, my friend Shannon, on the other hand, even Barb, when I worked with them, they'd be like, uh, when a girl would ask, what's the story about that guy over there? And they'd be like, oh, hell yeah, he's a, uh, he's a great guy. He has a great job. Uh, he, you know, go for it. You know, he's a totally nice guy. Are, are you, are you into him? Are you into him? And then go for it. But there were other times where, uh, where if I was the one being questioned, I'm pretty sure they, they were like, no, Anthony, stay away from her. No, no, if you, if you're going to go mess around with her, you better double up. And cause yeah, they encouraged me to go out there and get laid, but they didn't encourage me to get into a relationship. And it, that, yeah, looking back on it, yeah, it's kind of funny and uh, kind of disappointing in a few situations. Yeah, but you know, so I was being protective. My uh, my friends were being protective, and the bartender can do that. We try to protect each other. We try to protect our customers, and but it's not really our job to take them aside and say, don't go home with them. Uh, I don't want to see you on the news tomorrow morning. Uh, because if that were the case, the person wouldn't be in a bar anyway. They, you hear one bad story come, in, uh, come into your bar about somebody, then that story sticks. And like the guy that I told you about that, uh, cut the crotch out of that girl's pants. He couldn't come into our bar anymore. He, uh, basically, got embarrassed whether it happened or not. I'm staying on, uh, staying neutral on that, you know, total Switzerland here, but, uh, he couldn't come back into the bar anymore. Now, whether it's because he did it and was too scared to be around all those people, or he didn't do it and was too scared to be around all those people. That's totally up in the air. Who knows? And, but there were other guys that broke a lot of women's hearts or, you know, take them home once and uh you know then never call him again and they still insist on coming into that bar where the girl uh also frequents and they think that everything would be cool but you know sometimes people just don't learn their lesson both both men and women where they had uh the relation you know the one night stand and then they're ignored for the next couple of weeks and all of a sudden the other person's interested in them again that happens constantly all the time both men and women uh, i'm you can't single anybody out for that uh for that because both men and women do it but there was one night where i was a little evil um there was this woman that came in she frequented pretty much all the bars uh around town and i don't know if it was her real name or what but I talked to a good friend of mine. He used to bounce. Uh, he used to bounce at the other bar across across the way, and uh, he referred to her as Crazy Karen. Now, that you know, automatic red flag. And this woman, pretty, yes, pretty, uh, short hair, blonde, nice body, but a little bit on the violent side. You know, just the way she would talk, and. Uh, we, uh, fortunately Shannon knew her, knew her also. And we, and I was given stories by a guy that she dated, you know, worried about, uh, where he worried about his car being beaten in or something like that. Or did it actually happen? I don't remember, but, uh, yeah, it, this woman 
was had a had a light fuse. All that I think that's the nicest way I can say it. And I talked to her for a little bit and uh, realized, okay, yeah, I sh- I shouldn't be really talking to you. Uh, uh, just enjoy your drink. I got to go serve these other people over here. Uh, one night she even came in and asked me if she could borrow the tire iron out of my car. And I said, why? She goes, I need to change a tire. And I said, well, not all cars are the same. What do you drive? She goes, doesn't matter. I just need your tire iron. And I said, you know what? No, 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 I can't do that. I need it. You know, just in case I get in flat on my way home. Yeah. And, uh, that worried me. And I went to a guy that had dated her off and on. And I said, are you messing around with her again? And he goes, well, we went out uh, earlier this week. And I said, well, she came in here the other night asking for a tire iron. Wouldn't tell me why. And I, I thought I'd just let you know. And he goes, dude, I really appreciate that. Now, um, she heard that I uh, gave uh, the guy the heads up but uh, and got mad at me for that. But I was just like, hey, I don't know what you're talking about. Holy shit, my car's going to be on fire by the time I get off work. It wasn't. Thank God she didn't know what I drove. But there was this one guy who was a dog when it came to uh, being in my bar. He hit on every girl. He tried to take every girl home. It succeeded with uh, his success rate was maybe 25-30%. And he would just move on after he uh, after he fooled around with that girl. And there were a couple of girls where I was like, Dude, what are you doing? Do a one-night stand with her? She's gorgeous. She's funny. She's smart. And what the hell are you doing? You just drop her off like that? And he's just, ah, I got I to gotta move on. You know, he'd do, giving you the whole lone wolf thing. And I was just, well, shit, okay. And I knew, because if I heard that girl was interested in me, I'd be all over that. Um, But, uh. Actually, I had a girlfriend at the time, so if she was interested in me, I wouldn't have known and uh, would have admitted I have a girlfriend. But uh, he started talking to Crazy Karen, and I sat back and thought about it, and I, sh- I thought, should I warn him? No, he had this coming. Yeah. Let him figure it out. And then all of a sudden, he comes in the next night, saying, uh, what was the story with that girl? And I said, you asking me now? And he's like, yeah, she hasn't stopped calling me. And I said, did you sleep with her last night? And he goes, not last night. And I said, this morning. And he's, uh, he's like, yeah. And I said, well, uh, you know how in the movie Wedding Crashers, they call it a stage five, stage four clinger? This one's about a stage 382. And he goes, oh, crap. And, uh, so I let him deal with it because he had that coming truthfully. Yes. Bartender is protect, uh, protective of his servers and customers, but there are times where he can be a little evil too. All right, people, it's music time, uh, music time in the bar. This week's guest on the Hey Bartender podcast hails from New York, New York from their album, Year of the Snake. This is wildlife with kiss and tell.
Once again, that was Wildlife, spelled W-Y-L-D-L-I-F-E, all in one word, uh, with their single Kiss and Tell. If you want to know more about them, go to wickedcoolrecords.com. You can also follow them on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. I like supporting uh, independent artists because there's not enough out there, not enough support for actual rock and roll bands, if you ask me. I mean, you turn the radio on and it's uh, they play the same damn thing for two or three months. There are even a couple songs that they came out as a single years ago, but they're still playing them on the radio. I mean, okay, yeah, it's getting hot in here. Going try, time to go into another room, uh, you know, before you have a stroke or something like that. But th- that's just old me talking. Sorry. Uh, 
But, you know, bottom line, people, I did try my best to protect my customers and protect my servers uh, from, like, emotional uh, destruction. But, you know, most of the time I would give them a hint and say, you know, that person, uh, not a great person or, you know, uh, I, I would kind of drop a hint, but I wouldn't say, no, stay the way, stay the fuck away from that person. And because, you know, it truthfully, yeah. how do I know? Uh, that's, that's one of the things that I've always tried to, uh, figure out. How do I know that that person wouldn't be the one for them? And, but you know, still be a little protective of uh, my my friends, coworkers, family. Basically, is the way it is, and that's the way everything should be happening today. I mean, make sure that you go out there and check on your uh, check on your coworkers. Get on the phone, Facetime them, check on your family, check on uh, maybe a few close friends that you've had for many many years. Just every once in a while, send them a text message, even a phone call would be awesome. Facetime even better, uh, because you know, there, it, there's a lot of things about this co- uh, coronavirus that scares the crap out of me. How uh, families out there are telling people they once their fam- family member contracted the uh, virus, they weren't it, the doctors wouldn't allow them to see them because they had to be quarantined, and it's heartbreaking when you think about it. And uh, you know, we all want to go back to our bars by the end of this, and still say hi to the familiar faces and and not come back from all of this. You know, we want to come back saying, thank God we're back. We don't want to come back saying, oh my God, they're gone. Uh, or, you know, because we don't want to come back from, we want to come back from this happy. We don't want to come back from this mourning uh, the loss of loved ones or people that we don't necessarily mind something particular nasty happening to him. But, uh, you know, just remember, you know, protect yourself, protect each other, whether it's uh, physically, uh, emotionally, or uh, any of that sort of thing, because that's the only way we're going to make it through all of this. I mean, there's a lot of people out there uh, crying for help right now because they're broke. Uh, there's people out there that are working their asses off to make sure that you still have food on your table, uh, make sure that you still have power, uh, and make sure that you're still protected because, uh, you know, bad things can happen, and we all want to be safe. And if we were back behind the bar right now, uh, not a lot would be happening, would it? Uh, probably a lot of people would be scared. So it's like a bus driver was telling me the other day, uh, one of his coworkers worked with them, uh, for maybe two weeks while she was sitting there. She overheard one of her, uh, uh, writers say, well, I was diagnosed with coronavirus the other day, but since I don't, I'm not showing any symptoms. I figure I can go out, scared the crap out of her. She quit right then and there, you know, so that keep that in mind. That's the reason why we're why we're not working behind the pine right now. Anyway, people, it's last call. Last call for alcohol. If you don't come up to the bar, you ain't getting shit from me, because there are no servers out in in my bar at this hour, whatever hour it may be. Doesn't matter. Um, I'd like to thank Miss in the kitchen 
for uh, giving me that great recipe for a wine cocktail called, oh uh, shit, what is it called? This Strawberry Wine Punch. Uh, go ahead and try that. Email me, dude, at heybartenderpodcast.com. Tell me what you think about it. Also, thank you to Wildlife for letting me use your single kiss and tell. Uh, remember, guys, if you want to fo- find out more about these guys, go to wickedcoolrecords.com. You can also file them, follow them on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. That's Wildlife spelled W-Y-L-D-L-I-F-E. Um, Laura Hope and the Arctones, you guys are an awesome song to start off my show. Once again, thank you very much. People, go check them out. They're available on iTunes, Spotify, everywhere. But uh, remember, people, if you if you want to be a part of the Hey Bartender podcast, all you have to do is drop me a line. Dude at HeyBartenderPodcast.com. I don't care if you're introverted. I don't care if you work at a uh, anything from the highest level wearing a tuxedo behind the bar all the way down to a swingers club. You've probably got uh, some great stories that everybody would love to hear, and uh, I would love to hear them shit so uh anyway people uh closing out the show as usual stay safe out there remember to wash your hands and protect yourself and remember i wish you all lots of love lots of sex lots of happiness and don't take any shit from anyone good night so good i had to blow